action continues to pour in as the South Carolina Supreme Court decision begins to settle like a putrid stench over the Palmetto State. Joey takes a trip. President Joe Biden's border trip backfires. <laughs> Speaking of backfiring, welcome back to the South Carolina legislature this week. And I give David Mitch a pronoun lesson of the day without them even knowing about it. This, oh this is the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. <laughs> Welcome into another edition of the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina. This is the fastest moving cold I've ever had. Psych! Uh, we, did at least, we did at least speed up the intro ever so slightly. We, everything's trying to go just a little bit faster. We appreciate that. Dave Wilson, Mitch Prosser, Justin Hall here with you. The South Carolina Supreme Court, of course, on Thursday handed down their 3-2 decision to strike down the heartbeat bill. Uh, it's unconstitutional because inside Article 1, Section 10, saying that all persons shall be secure in their person, papers, and homes, that includes the right to kill your kid. Shocking. Didn't know that existed, uh, but the Supreme Court decided it. We talked about that on Friday at length, gentlemen, and after you've had a few days to... I'm still ticked off. I, I'm okay. still ticked off. And I most think, of the people that we talk to and, are as well. And I think most of the elected officials in South Carolina are feeling much, at least the Republican ones, are feeling much the same way. Maybe not Sandy Sin, but that's because she's Sandy Sin. She didn't want to support that anyway. We're doing that today. All right, so we go to the governor's response. You can see it on your screen. The, go the governor says our state Supreme Court has found a right in our Constitution, which was never intended by the people of South Carolina. With this opinion, the court has clearly exceeded its authority. The people have spoken through their elected representatives multiple times on this issue. In other words, can't you people just get it straight? My goodness. They're... Well, no. No, they because can't. they decided – well, okay, let us also remember that this was Kay Hearn's swong song. <clears throat> this was her last ruling. She is having to leave the South Carolina Supreme Court because at a certain age in South Carolina, you can no longer serve on the court. So well, she at least Joe Cunningham got one thing done. She <laughs> That was before Joe – I think that was decided before Joe was ever born. Um, so there is a place where, you know, Kay Hearn basically said as the only woman on the court – I'm going to do everything I can to speak from that standpoint mm -hmm. on my way out the door. And she did that. You and know, that's she pretty did. crazy considering we live in a patriarchal society. Patriarchal as we are, we still allow everyone to have a voice. This is, and, and it really, it boils down to a, a statement that she put in hers, in her piece. And I just mm -hmm. want to read this because we're not going to put it on the screen. Our state constitutional right to privacy extends to a woman's decision to have an abortion and they must afford a woman sufficient time to determine she is pregnant and take re reasonable steps to terminate that pregnancy. The fact that you want to make sure that a woman has reasonable time or take have the time to take reasonable steps to terminate a pregnancy is just like this is actually we're okay with putting into writing the yes. killing of a child mm -hmm. yes but it's termination we, we, of pregnancy day. okay there's no child it's a there's it's, a sufficient a time to cells. kill a child if it's it walks like a duck and if it's it a, talks like a duck yeah never mind it's a horse it's you a, have a collection <laughs> of cells that is what chief justice Beatty called them it wasn't Correct. a clump it was a uh, uh, collection? Let me go back. Yeah, I'll, accumulation, I'll, accumulation of cells, something like it that. Was, Let's go to a very important accumulation of cells. That is the House Speaker. 
Merle Smith Merle is Smith. more than a collection of He's cells. He's never been called we that in his life. Amorphous, yeah. It was an amorphous collection An amorphous collection of cells. The House Speaker says, in part, quote, the U.S. Supreme Court, through their Dobbs decision this summer, handed the issue of abortion back to state legislatures. Unfortunately, the South Carolina Supreme Court followed the path of the U.S. Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade by creating a constitutional right to an abortion where none exists. Today's decision fails to respect the concept of the separation of powers and strips the people of this state from having a say in a decision that was meant to reflect their voices. He's got a point. Yeah. A really good point. Really good point. Now, but see, he he's not he's not the smartest person in the room. I say that tongue in cheek, sir. <laughs> Be careful there. <laughs> yes, it I is. think you are. I maybe I, the most powerful man in the state government. Yes, probably. Um, there's somebody else, guys, who's so much smarter and so dang good at this thing called governing. Can I guess? You can. Is it the White House press secretary? Yes. <gasps> the KJP. greatest press secretary in the history in the White of House. all press secretarianism, and that is Corinne Jean-Pierre. Who, after the ruling, about an hour after the ruling, on your screen. Let it breathe. No. We are encouraged by South Carolina's Supreme Court ruling today on the state's extreme and dangerous abortion ban. Women should be able to make their own decisions about their own bodies. Now, I I would challenge KJP to locate South Carolina on a map. I would also challenge Miss South Carolina from 1990, whatever that was, with maps and such. 2007. You're going too far in the bank, Way man. on the back, back. Too, Were you too far born in, the bank. in 2007? Yes, I was. Okay. I was 13 years old. Okay. Um. Whatever. KJP. <laughs> we're in rare form. Yeah. KJP. It's your it is. It is. Yeah. KJP. Say her name three times. She appears. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Her 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 spouse, her wife, just uh, left CNN. Conflict if you, of interest. If you hear anything, it's tabs. <laughs> um, so her wife is no longer at CNN, but she is a huge fan. Corinne Jean-Pierre and Kay Hearn are tight after this Supreme Court ruling. Whenever KJP sides with you, you might not be living in the realm of logic. <laughs> okay. And yet wow. here we stand. All right. Just... I mean, am I wrong? No, no I'm not, not wrong. necessarily. Speaking of Corinne Jean-Pierre. Are you speaking? I'm speaking. speaking. But but just as an aside, logic is uh, hegemonic <clears throat> in nature and thus must be toppled at every turn. That's, that's a lot of big words, but yes. That's why, I mean, KJP can just be illogical and make perfect sense to 98%. Well, well wait, I don't have anything new for you on that one. All right. Um, that was a... Watch a press briefing. Um, speaking of KJP, she is the press secretary for the 46th president of the United States, States President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. The third from Delaware, known, Pennsylvania, Scranton, Corn Pops, sworn enemy. Also, <laughs> President, I call him President Houseplant because really the only thing he's good for is hiding the water stain in the corner. That. <laughs> He might have made himself. This is um, definitely the rare form of the Comment of Family Matters so, podcast today. So the president heads to Texas 
Did he really go or to I'm sure, Texas? Or I'm sure, or I'm sure, is to really? fit in, or is to fit in. They call it Tejas, but he did. He did go to Texas for the border, and he, he didn't go where the problem is. No, he, he he went to Texas. He went to El Paso. It's interesting to watch the Twitter photos. <laughs> you know that what it looked like on Wednesday versus what it looked like on Thursday. It's like the coming. The president's like, coming. It's like when your up. wife is out of town for a couple days. <laughs> yeah, and she and 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 then you know, like she, you know. Like she'll be home on Sunday at four. So, so Sunday, Sunday at two, at two o'clock, o'clock <laughs> you start vacuuming. You, give the, you make the bath. You make the bed. You vacuum the floor. You wash the dishes. You trim the hedges if you have time. And then everything looks spick span and in order, and no one's the wiser, except for the uh, the five million people that we have that have crossed the border. Mm, that but would I, be a problem. But I would. Am I part of the misinformation machine then? Aha. Uh-huh. You might be because oh. we go back to the eminently qualified, super talented, super good at this press secretary. Did she read this off of her paper again? Maybe. Dang it. Misinformation is a serious problem. Maybe we should call her misinformation. Border crisis. Don't assume her gender. Roughly 7,000 migrants crossing every day illegally. Does the White House believe the border is secure? Hey, look, I've told you what we have done, what we have made this a priority. Uh, to make sure, done. are they working? Uh, to make sure that there's border security measures. Look, look, look. Here's the thing, Peter. The president has taken historic actions, right? That no other president has been able to do. When you think about the 23,000 agents uh, that we, he has been able, uh, we have been able to put out there to deal with uh, the issue that we're seeing at the border, and that is something that he did without a lot of Republican support. Right. Make sure that we are dealing with a real issue. When you think about uh, the smugglers, really putting a plan in place that we deal with the smugglers. Right. And we have to be very careful here, Peter, on how we talk about this, because if we talk about it in a way that is misinformation, then it helps the smugglers. And so these are the issues that the president has taken incredibly seriously. He has um, taken wait, wait, he took historic action because historic? this is Hyster- what she said. Hysteric. Historic action. It's hysterical. Because I didn't this think it was history, it, I thought it was her story. Was this issue that was the one that was as bad as the Civil War or was that Oh no, that was January sixth. <laughs> that was January sixth. Oh. Listen, listen, the president a couple days ago said he had more important things to deal with. Like what episode of Matlock is he on? Well, it, you know, I also find it rather ironic that he put the vice president in charge of the border crisis. She does an interview with uh the, the anchor of NBC Nightly News. Um Lester Holt. Lester Holt. Gosh, that's sad. <laughs> when you have to think about who the anchor for NBC Nightly News is. They've had a little turnover. So long. No, they haven't. It went from it went from Brokaw to Brian Williams to Lester Holt. Well, that's the turnover I'm talking but about. But she here. talks about the fact that we've been to the border, and he said, "You've never been. You haven't been to the border." She said, "I've never been to Europe either." Like, <laughs> <laughs> how in the world can you talk about this issue? And uh, the mm-hmm. president is in, in the president is in Mexico City now at the time of our recording. Oh, good. January 9th at 2.48 p.m., year of our Lord, 2023. Well done. Thank you. So, for a, a conference of the Americas, of North America. What the actual <laughs> heck is that? So, Listen, apparently. Man, they settle serious understand. issues like There are real things that are going on, Is Justin. Canada part of that? Yes, Justin is there. The other Justin. Justin, Justin Castro? Trudeau. Trudeau. Oh, that's right. Sorry. He is not Fidel's <laughs> son. You stop, stop that. it. You stop that right now. 
He is not Fidel's son. So the president goes to the border, gentlemen. He went. How many he times? Made, he made a stop on the way. How many to times? Mexico. How many times has he been to the border in his fifty-year career? Ooh, twice actually. If you count <laughs> two. If you count this time, he went once in a drive-by of the border for about four miles while visiting New Mexico during one of his many presidential runs. Was it the one in 88 where he plagiarized a British politician? You stop it. Oh, sorry. How dare you? So the president goes to the border. How dare you? The president goes to the border. We've had a lot of pent-up energy. Some Some of us have been left at home without a voice, unable to speak. This is the first time we've spoken Welcome in a while. Back to, Welcome yeah, back to society. Um, so the president goes to the border, to a border facility, after they clean up the streets a little bit. They had no migrants, no no immigrants no, in the room, dirty. though. That's dirty, Dave. Get the filthy, dirty migrants out of here. The president's in town. I find it very ironic, though, that a group of like eight or ten bipartisan Senate leaders are also now going down to the border because we need to actually see what's going on instead of the red carpet treatment that that Joe Biden got while he was there. Wait, let me understand this correctly. If the president's there, they don't keep kids and women in cages? That's only when AOC goes. Oh, so they only set up the props when AOC's there, but when the president's there, they act like everything's okay? Correct, because right. if the president was there and everything was bad, they couldn't blame Donald Trump. Because he had to be able to have the, he had to be able to walk along the wall. Without mm. the possibility of getting knived. Right, with two with two guards walking beside him who are Border Patrol officers. I'm sorry, but and, we've and had millions of people pour into the country, and do you think all the millions of them are good thousands people? Thousands of people all... coming through every single day. We've got a fentanyl crisis that's going on, which we're going to be hitting in a few minutes with yep. legislative issues that are going on in South Carolina, and human trafficking that's also going on, and you've got all of these other issues, and i got to go down for a photo op because, oh, the Republicans are now in charge of the House. Uh, and that's what it was. It was a photo op. Because the, Repu- good- because the Republicans have one of the houses now. You made a good point. You made a good point before we came on the air that the border, the border, is a very ethereal concept yeah. to the majority of sure. Americans. Only the ones who live on the border know about the border, really. Well, and what you find interesting now and somewhat ironic is those in sanctuary cities are now griping and complaining. States like Colorado, cities like New York City, Chicago, and other, Chicago others saying, wait a second. This is a real problem, and the reason is no because doubt. they're getting pushback. They're getting friction. They're getting to feel this. Mm-hmm. For most people, they've never been to the border. They don't know what it looks like. They Correct. don't. I've ridden across the border. I think around thirty times uh, during my lifetime. Uh, can't tell you exactly for no on mission trips and that sort of thing. And uh, I mean, it's a real place. It's a and at times when there's a guard carrying a fully automatic weapon, it can be a scary place, especially for sure. a teenager. Uh, and this is not to make light of the situation that many migrants find themselves in. And nor are we ever saying that we should not bring migrants into this country. No, they should do exactly as the millions that have come into our country since its inception. And come here the legal, peaceful, thought out, and well, 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 planned given, out way. played out way. Right. E- exactly. So that's what happened at the border. President's gone. Bye bye. He's at the conference of the Americas. Don't a road trip or North America. It's weekend at Joey's. <clears throat> well, it is. I mean, it, if you it's weekend it, at Bernie's. If you prop him up, <laughs> everybody will believe. So. We now come to the local side of the news here. I want to thank 
Avery Wilkes, chief investigative reporter for the Post and Courier, for covering today's legislative session media day. That's right. The legislators have media day. That's when everyone can line up and get their autographs on the new legislative posters. <laughs> Who would... Wait, you ever seen those football wanna, posters? We need you some seen, of those. You seen a football poster? I, I remember one from 2006. <clears throat> Steve Spurrier's in his visor and he's pointing. Probably going, that golf course there. <laughs> and so, I'm thinking of these things off the top of my head. Which, just, just, keep it, just keep it, in, just keep it, just keep it in your head. Yes, it's who media would be, day. Who would be, who would be the six senators slash representatives who would be on your 2023 legislative schedule poster? Keep that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Anyway, several folks okay. spoke today, including, yes, big news from Senator Chip Campson. Oh, Federalist Paper 87. <laughs> head of the. Not making fun. I one of the most well mannered, well is thought out. Literally senator. one of the smartest people in the chamber. <laughs> yes. Period. Ever. Uh, the chairman of the Senate Fish, Game, and Forestry Committee says that they're going to be pushing for stronger boating regulations, including required training and certification for boat drivers. That due to the increased number of boating accidents over the last several years in South Carolina, actually a major issue uh, in the state as we have plenty of lakes and of course, an ocean for people to enjoy and, and hang out in. Boating safety is very important. Well, the boating and fishing industry is a big industry yeah. in South Carolina. Exactly. It's the second largest boating and fishing state in America. So it's a wow. $5 billion industry. That's not, I mean, that's no it's small. Not, it's not small piece. cookies. Uh, Senate President Thomas Alexander suggests cracking down on fentanyl dealers. It's a good idea. Passing certificate of need, providing more mental health resources, etc. Good idea. Yeah. President Camps. So, on on that particular front, if you have not yet seen our Hidden Crisis series, go to palmettofamily.org. You might be seeing some of those out on Facebook as of late because I've actually been noticing those have been popping up. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're we're trying to really push on this campaign issue right now because the issue of opioids in South Carolina, more than 1,700 people died in South Carolina on opiate overdoses. Uh, And this is. But this issue is only getting worse when you have a porous southern border. Mm-hmm. It ends up making the issue even more so because drugs are freely flowing into America right now. They're making it to our streets, and it's impacting your home community. When you have a sheriff of a county saying, you know, we're picking up bodies once or twice a week, right? and one of them had enough fentanyl in it to be able to kill everybody in that county twice, that's a lot of problem. And right. it really needs to be dealt with. And one of the pieces of legislation that Senator Alexander was talking about today is one that would actually criminally prosecute the drug sellers if they turn around and there's proof that they sold the fentanyl. So that's a big issue. Senate Banking and Insurance Committee Chairman Ronnie Cromer brought up a major issue. That is the new state flag. No. Oh, here we no. go again. The Einstein-looking one? Here, or the one the, that looks like a really woke weed? Ready for the quote? Yes, Unfortunately, yeah. when they came out last year with the first iteration of what they thought the state flag might look like, I thought, oh my goodness. He says the design, the first design for the flag looked as if someone had stuck their finger into a light socket, making all their hair stand up it in does. every direction. He says that he will file that bill again with the new and improved design, but it won't be a huge priority in 2023. <laughs> <clears throat> Avery Wilkes says it will go through Senate Family and Veterans Services Committee, which state Senator Katrina Sheely leads. She looked over at Cromer and sarcastically thanked him for sending it to her committee. Uh, Katrina Sheely's uh, looking at uh, Bill's priorities that provide meals for children in schools across the state. Um, Moderator Gavin Jackson 
Shout out. Ask senators about access to the FDA's new abortion pill. Really? You know, the FDA has just regulated the abortion pill. Right. So they're turning around and making it more and more capable for you to be able to get the abortion pill. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a great, if you have not heard this yet, uh, we always recommend Albert Mueller's The, uh, the Briefing. Uh, he does a great job of breaking that down today. And some of the efforts that are moving forward on the federal front to actually talk about how do you deal with the issue of the delivery of abortion pills? Because you've got, this is the direction, chemical abortions is the direction that this is going to be going in, in, in America. We saw last year, two out of three abortions performed in South Carolina were done with the pill. Yeah. And that's going to be a place that, you know, I think some senators and some representatives are looking at an opportunity to be able to put some level of a restriction on this issue because apparently our Supreme Court doesn't seem to understand fully the fact that we really are trying to be a pro-life state. Katrina Sheely says that uh, she doesn't expect much to come of that, by the way. Really? Uh, I I don't think that I don't think that women get pregnant to have an abortion. I don't think it's our right to judge everybody's circumstances. Uh, if abortion becomes a major issue, likely won't get anything done. We still don't have the votes in the Senate to get it passed, she says. Uh, Thomas Alexander <clears throat> expects the makeup of the Supreme Court to get a lot of attention early on. Senator Chimp Campson says that judicial philosophy should be what leads folks. Um, Senator Cromer and Senator Massey both said pretty much the same thing. Senators uh, Massey and Hutto both agree that education the top issue with the Senate coming back. I really begin to work. I mean, it's interesting that they say that on media day, mm-hmm. that that's going to be a top issue for them. I look at the fact that the Supreme Court decision has come down. So to a little background, Massey and Hutto are the minority, sorry, the majority and the minority right. leaders yes, in the Senate. So they're the ones who kind of set the priorities, what's going to be going on when, how they're going to be managing that through the process of the South Carolina Senate. And I think the other part of it is when you take a look at the rest of the priorities that are there, the whole issue of judicial reform is an interesting thing to think about because our Supreme Court, there are three people who have been nominated to take the seat that has been previously held by Justice Cahern. Mm-hmm. One of those has a conservative-ish philosophy. Conservative-ish. There were other people who have been previously qualified for that who were excluded from this. So the way the process works, a Judicial Merit Selection Committee, there are 10 members of that committee, three members from the House, three members from the Senate, and then each chamber chooses two other people to be on this joint committee. All of them are trial lawyers. So the lawyers are deciding who's going to sit on the court. Previously, or traditionally, the court has been made up of people geographically. So you would have somebody from the upstate, someone from the Midlands, someone from the low country, someone from the PD, someone from like the CSRA area. Mm-hmm. To Senator Campson's point... We need to be looking at this more from a philosophical standpoint, their ideology. How right. do they view the Constitution? Do, are they constructionalists on the Constitution? Or do they see it like three members of the judiciary did with the right, Planned right, Parenthood yeah. decision and, and found privacy to go beyond the 1970 uh, plan that was yeah. outlined 
and the three years of study that was done on the West Committee to be able to come up with amendments to the Constitution for the right of privacy from search and seizure and not from a way to find abortion and embed it into our state constitution. That's just not there. Senator Massey believes that abortion will not dominate this session. I think that says more about for more about what he wants to get done, not what's going to get done. I think, well, I also think, though, it, it could be this. We're going to come in here. We're going to do it. We're going to get it done. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. Could be. Drive it through, get it over, get it done with, because they need to get something back over. Because the only way you're going to overturn the Supreme Court decision is to give them another case where they're going to then have to decide something else. Which, again, I think judicial reform takes a bigger stab than possibly a new piece of legislation. It kind of depends on how it's written. Right. Because there's 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 some ambiguity in some of the opinions that were written, but overall we see that anything close to six weeks is going to be probably tossed because of the right to privacy issue because of stare decisis as it currently sits. But again, that depends on who takes Kay Hearn's right. spot and how it shakes out from there. <clears throat> uh, there are new members. 28 new members of the House. That will be, that have already been sworn in. They will... Ah, oh, goodness, folks. I'm telling you, if you live in this world, tomorrow, January 10th, you will hear, roll calls open to all members. Please record your presence. It's back. Yeah. It's back. It's 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 back. Should well, be fun. It's going to be like the first day of school, though, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I it's, mean, everybody's coming in, figuring out. I mean, you think about it from this standpoint, 124 members of the South Carolina House. Right. Mm-hmm. 28 of them are new. Yeah. That means good one job. out of four members of the South Carolina House of Representatives is a new member. Mm-hmm. And that is a significant <coughs> shift. I mean, that's that's a lot of new blood flowing into that. Oh, yeah. and, and you're talking about major pieces. I say pieces. Major people who are not there anymore. Right. Yeah. Gary Simrel. Jay Lucas. Rita Allison. Rita Allison. Gary, Gary Smith. Smith. Yeah. Big a lot of the big names big that have name. been there. I'm leaving, I'm leaving several out. Some, of them, were, some of them retired. Some <clears throat> of them have turned around and also re- lost re-election. Rita Allison, right. prime example of that one. Yeah. And so when you look at that, that's a lot of knowledge that has, has left. Yeah. But it also has given opportunity for new folks to be able to say, hey, listen, I've been here for a while. I understand the process. I'm going to move myself forward into these positions. I think it's going to be interesting to see in the first year of this two-year term which representatives who have been there for a little while begin to plant themselves sure. into that seat of seniority right? and that I'm one of the leaders of this house. Well, and here's the other part about it, too, is that Sen- uh, Speaker Merle Smith has gone through and made some significant changes in the way that he has stacked those committees because you have freshmen now sitting on certain committees mm-hmm. where— Major committees. Major committees— for example, uh, the freshman caucus chair, Matt Lieber, out of, of the Charleston area, sits mm-hmm. on the Judiciary Committee. Right. They turn and put uh, Celeste Davis in charge of the 3M, 3M Committee and, and actually gave it a lot of strength and power that it has not previously had because it has been chaired. It has been the sole committee that was chaired by a Democrat as right. kind of a, a pass. A, a, a wink and a nod. But if you look at the numbers right now, there are 88 members of the South Carolina House that are Republicans, there are 36 members that are Democrats. Once again, I tell you. hefty, super majority. Yeah. At the start of this session, I will tell you that any bill that has any consensus in the Republican caucus should pass with zero problem. 
So here's where here should should so if you have ex- if you have paid any attention to what's gone on in Washington, there has been a small group of of representatives who have made a big impact on some of the things that have happened. Are you talking about the U.S. House Freedom Caucus? The, yes, as a matter of fact. So the South Carolina House Freedom Caucus may be able to do much the same thing. You think about it, there's 20-plus members of that particular block. caucus. That is a significant block of people. Yeah. They're all Republicans. You turn around and you take the 36 members who are on the Democratic side, and if you turn around and say you got 24 members who are then going to turn around from the Republican side, and decide they're going to play some games. Well, you've got 60 votes right there. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a chamber with only 124 members, 62 Start is the majority. Right. right. So this is where I'm very hopeful that such a strong majority is going to be able to move some things through quickly. But you also could be looking at factioning that could take place if the Democrats decide to play along Who with has the, the games. Exactly. Well, and there's no doubt, as we witnessed over the last week in Washington, there is division within the conservative movement. Uh, we saw Democrats march in lockstep and is that for a bad days. Thing? I don't know that it's necessarily a bad thing until it comes time to get things done. Sure. And I think it's important for conservatives to... Listen, uh, I, I'm not a band major I, I i did play in band in school uh they gave What'd me a drum play? they played they gave me a, uh, <laughs> no. they gave me a drumstick and said here beat this drum this bass drum yeah he, that th- he thought it was there. a chicken drumstick yeah, yeah oh yeah oh, i tried to gnaw on it uh but i learned something um a drum is different than a tuba and a tuba is different from a guitar i know this is revolutionary at but you know what when a Drum and a tuba and a guitar all play the same sheet music. Oh, that's gonna sound weird. Uh, well, it might and a kazoo. It's it's kind of like Veggie Tales, but anyway, it is. Uh, it's like it, Veggie Tales. Um, you know, up and down the grocery store aisle. Yeah, we can get things done when all the instruments come together and play the same music. Sure. And just because you're not a drum player doesn't mean I have to disrespect you and if just because you enjoy playing the tuba or the baritone or whatever doesn't the mean oboe. that we oboe you're an oboe guy uh, bassoon, bassoon you're the bassoon king yeah. um i'm kenny g Ooh. uh anyways on that note we can all play the same yeah. music and get things done sure well <clears throat> speaking of music oh boy <laughs> what yikes we haven't done a pronoun of the day in a while <laughs> he swung it. So, he finally swung he it. He finally swung it. So is uh, pronoun. So the last. So the last time we dealt with this, it was. Did we have? Have we had one since the poof? Nope. Is pronoun Cinderella coming oh, by? Oh no! Is this lesbian Snow White? I mean, someone on It's kind of like <laughs> Mulan or something. Stop. Mulan was a the first transgender hero. Um. Really? So. That's what they're saying now. So they're really saying that. Yes. What happened? She cross-dressed to 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 be a man. Anyway, she was just a cross-dresser. So was Klinger. That didn't make him transgender. So, come on, man. I do have the I do have the, the awesome uh, bumper video. Word. So uh, oh, so hey, producer, look in the mirror. Roll it. Am I away?
Today I'm going to show you how to use him, him's pronouns in sentences. Him, him's pronouns are themed pronouns and I think that's pretty cool. Pronouns have always been a form of expression and so if someone wants to use neo pronouns, I am all for it. And if you didn't know, I am doing Vlogmas this year so please go and check that out. I would really appreciate it. I don't think a lot of you know that I'm doing it and it's a bunch of different vlogs, a lot of minutes with me, the lesbian Snow White. <laughs> Him is such a wonderful person. Him's smile is so contagious. In fact, I saw him make a whole audience smile. I think him should be very proud of himself. Oh my goodness, we made it through! And please remember that I am not a teacher. I am just a friend here to validate you through your pronoun journey or whatever journey you're going through. And of course, validation does not have to come from me or anybody else. It's most important to come from yourself. However, as a person of the LGBTQIA community, I know that I do like to hear validation from other people because then I can know if I feel safe. And I just want to let you know that you are safe here with me. Oh no, it is the end of this episode, but I will see you on the next one. And that is why. Wait, so validation only comes from yourself, but I really like when other people validate me because I know when I'm safe. She's self-validating this. She's, she she likes can validate head, herself or him, him, him. So, head. so <laughs> unlike, I am not going to go down the poof lane this time. I Dang. actually got Dang. on and started checking to Don't. see exactly. Don't hit him. H Y M N like a church. And, him. No, no, there's two. There's, there's H Y that here oh. and him or oh. hymns. Oh, okay. I think here is very nice. I asked him. Like hymnal, him. Or just H I M. If I could borrow his H Y S pencil. We're just changing words. We're not we're changing doing, letters. We're not doing anything. And, and, and you sit here and go, okay, so what does. Because I'm not doing the poof thing again. I mean, poof. I, I've learned the difference yes. between a hymn and a song is a chorus. That's, that's really? what I, I learned. Really? Yeah, really. The difference between a, like a, a church hymn. A church hymn can have a chorus. It, oh. is, a, it is considered a gender neutral. Pronoun set. One of 734 so, million. ladies and gentlemen, please pick up your church gender neutral pronoun set. Wait, we it, don't it use does, it, it says it does lean masculine due to the pronunciation sounding identical him. Him. to he, him. Unless, of course, you pronounce the N. Him. What, what are we... I seem like I yes. asked this at the end of every pronoun of the day. Because I like to subject him to this. I know. He likes but to do this we all cold. get subjected to this. Yes. And now I'm wondering, what are we doing? We're losing our collective minds. And because I want to know what Vlogmas is as Vlogmas well. is like a vlog, but it's for Christmas. So you vlog But we can't say Christmas. Christmas because that would be talking about so Christ. Wouldn't it be it's happy Vlogmas. It's Vlogmas. Vlogmas days? I don't know. Happy Rana Hana Vlogmas? Chris Mahana Vlogmas. <laughs> so, what... I, I was the one who was cracking jokes earlier. Listen, everyone. It, it, uh, yes. It makes you wonder... What in the world we're doing here? You know, I want to quote. I want to quote a great poet. Mm. Oh my! Where are we going? No, he's an actual poet. Bob Dylan, he really? and he did know it. Yes, <laughs> I knew you were going, going, to, Bob going to Bob Dylan. No, no, not oh, Bob Dylan. Oh, I was so excited. I'm gonna, go to, I'm gonna go to a poet named William Joel. Oh, Billy Joel. I mean, sorry, Sir William, William, Sir William, Sir William, William Joel. Joel. When he said, "We didn't start the fire." But Ryan did. It is always burning since the world's been turning. Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker Television, North Kevin Korea, McCarthy. South Korea, Marilyn Monroe. Um, 
Some people, at least everybody knew what Marilyn Monroe was. This has been going on for a long time. Some people fan the flames, though. And TikTok has only made this worse. There are other countries that are teaching their children how to read, how to write. Really? How to excel in life. Not us. No. No, we can't do that. No. We want to teach you how to use different pronouns. And again... Validation doesn't come from your doesn't come from anybody else. It comes from yourself. But I want other people to validate me so I feel safe. So because I disagree with your stupidity, suddenly you don't feel safe. Is that a problem? Like I'm not gonna punch you. I think you're dumb, but I'm not gonna punch you. I think you're seriously well, there's, disturbed. There's several but I'm not gonna different punch types you. of safety, Justin. No. And just because physical safety is not in question, violence that doesn't mean violence can only be perpetuated physically. Emotional violence. No. Financial violence. Fi- well, okay, I'll talk about financial violence. The president can come back to Washington, D.C., and we can talk about financial violence. Nope, it's too busy at the Conference of, of Americas. Do you think anybody else at the Conference of Americas is going to introduce themselves by neo-pronouns? Well, maybe Justin Castro. But other than him, did in blackface, other than him. Really? Did A serious question, and I, I'd have to go back and look, and, and we're getting way off tangent. We're almost tangent, done. Yeah. Did, when they took the votes on the floor of the House of Rep- U.S. House of Representatives last week, sure. didn't they say Mr., Miss? Yes, yes. because the Republicans now control it, so we can use gendered language again. No, they, them. It's not congresspersons no. anymore, either. No, no it's he, congressman, him? congresswoman. No. Congresswoman? Just, you can, yes. you can say congresswoman. I'm could I identify, it, like, if I'm ever elected to Congress, so that's a long shot, trust me. Could, could I ever be, like... Have you seen some of the members Congress of Congress? Dude? <laughs> could I be Congress dude? Sure, why not? You could be Congress him. Congress him. H-Y-M-N. I, I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> on uh, that note. To our friends in the legislature who are watching this. On that note, on the him. <laughs> oh, well done. Oh, it almost Dang hit him it. in the head. Dead joke. It almost hit him in the head. Um, to all pins. of our friends in the legislature who are watching this to, to get the temperature of what's going on in Columbia. Howdy. <laughs> you may uh, feel like there's a little bit of a cold going on. Could be. <laughs> Slight. That little fever that you're feeling right now, you have crossed the river into Columbia. The only prescription is more legislation. Uh, So bad. So bad. He tried a dad joke. Just go home. The best thing to do. Just go home. I think it's time to go home. Just go home. home. Speaking of home. Speaking of home. Let's wrap this thing up. That's what I was trying to to do. Uh, For Kevin Cayello, who wants no no part of this at all. He will not show up on the set. (laughs) Mitch Prosser, Dave Wilson. I am Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching the fastest-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Send this to your friends. If you want them to be your friends, maybe think about it first. (laughs) And then send it to them. We appreciate your time, your energy, your efforts, your prayers, your partnership. Visit palmettofamily.org slash donate if you would like to invest in the work we're doing here and keep great things happening in the state, including this, the fastest-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina. We'll see you all later this week.